Hello, and welcome to a subscription box light episode on the Comic Book Page podcast. My name is John Mayo. In this episode, I will be opening up a subscription box and discussing the contents. Okay, the box in front of me now is the Threads box. This is a t-shirt and a book. A t-shirt and a book from England from uh, Zabby. It costs, well, once you convert from British pounds, it costs roughly $14.80. Um, spoiler. Uh, they, they charge us on the first of the month, but they don't ship until about the 20th of the month out of Spain. That's a little outrageous. It- ship and, and charge at about the same time. Yeah, in America, they're supposed to, but overseas, I guess not. Um, But because of the time it takes to ship, it takes uh, 14 to 16 days. We're already billed for the next one before we open. Yeah. Yeah. So I went ahead and canceled. Um, If we like this, you know, of course, we can resubscribe. I just didn't want to pay for another one when it felt like we were wishy-washy on this one. No, that makes sense. This box is about 11... And uh, half inches by about seven and a half inches by about three inches. And opening it up, we'll start with the t-shirt because that's on top. It's a black t-shirt with uh, We Are the People uh, kind of on a building. And uh, we've got a bunch of ladders in the building, some scaffolding. I have absolutely no idea... Maybe like a yellow taxi in front of the building? Yeah, I'm trying to figure out what the property is, though. There's a guy maybe shooting himself in the, the window. I could not tell you what this is themed for. Yeah, I'm not sure. Nothing on the back to help out. So, most perplexing. Yeah, I just don't know. I failed the pop culture quiz. Next up, we have Joe and Seth's Gourmet Popcorn. Popcorn with caramel and sea salt. Well, I like popcorn. <laughs> is it gluten-free? I am not sure. Well, what help are you? Allergens are in bold italic. Well, where am I supposed to read to find the bold italic? All right, I'll look at this when we're done. Otherwise, I'll be really noisy. And then the book is James Salas Drive. Get in, get out, get away. It's the subtitle, and it's a major film starring Ryan Gosling and Carey Mulligan, um, which rings no bells for me. They seem to be doing um, tie-ins with things that are coming up. So the fact that it hasn't come out yet doesn't surprise me. Um, I don't know. If, if it's the one I've heard of, it's, um, it's a stunt car driver who uh, at night is a uh, getaway driver. Ah, okay. Not a bad premise. Not a get-me-out-of-the-house-to-the-theater kind of a premise, but a, hey, if it's on TV and I'm fluffing channels or... See it on Netflix, maybe. Yeah. It's a 10-year-old book, 191 pages. He's got quite a few other works. 191 pages is shortish. Yeah, it is. You could do almost all of that in a movie without really having to cut much of anything. Yeah. Depending how much is dialogue and just kind of color commentary on the scenery. hmm So, a book that may or may not be good, popcorn we may or may not be able to eat, and a t-shirt that we have no idea what property is for. I'm sensing you're devastated. I canceled this. Absolutely. No, I think that was the right choice. Um, Um, It's a good idea for a box, but with no particular theming, no answer key to to close in on that. 
t-shirt and stuff. Uh, it's definitely one I can do without. Yeah, they've announced a new box called Threads Comics, which will be a t-shirt and five comic books, one of which will be a number one, one of which will be a Marvel, one of which will be a DC. Uh, so I've ordered one of the first one of those. Only do one of those because odds are I'm going to have most of the comics and if I'm I interested. Figured, but I thought the t-shirt would probably be comic centric. Yeah. And so I thought it was worth trying. But that's where the uh, the Arctify or whatever shirts are doing pretty well for us. Yes. Um, I've been pretty pleased with those. And it'll be interesting to see what sort of subscription boxes we see in San Diego. Because we're recording this early in the month. It's the uh, 7th. And we usually do some of these at different points in the month, depending uh, when we get the box and when we get around to recording. And this month, it wouldn't surprise me if we get most of the other boxes while we're at Comic-Con and have a massive recording afterwards. But I'm curious what boxes are available at the convention. And And I think I've already heard about one box that uh, may be debuting or um, maybe showing at con that I hadn't heard of before. Okay. And I did go ahead and pick up the or ordered the... uh, the Marvel one-year super box from uh, the Marvel Collector Corps. Because you're a little bit of a Marvel fan. Well, and it was a little bit expensive, so I figured I'd give them one chance. And if it sucks, I'm never buying a year box again. That's fair. So anything else on this? Are we good with this box? We're good. The box in front of me now is the DC Legion of Collectors box. It is about, oh, 11 and a half inches by about seven and a half inches by about six inches. So pretty good size box. Yeah. This one that Funko officially makes, right? Yes. Yeah. It alternates months with the Marvel one, just like they kind of alternate between um, Star Wars and uh, Firefly. Well, Firefly's Loot Crate. You're right. That, uh, it's Quantum Mechanics and Loot yeah. Crate. You are correct. All right. Not that there's anything wrong with that. I'm just happy that no, but um, different company that Star Wars and Firefly uh, alternate months. I think yeah. that's playing nice with the fans. Yeah, I'd like to see one uh, do like a Stargate. That would be awesome. Open it up. Yes, please. This box is how much again? I believe it's twenty five. Yes, twenty five. Had to dig out my notes. Is that before or after shipping? I think it's inclusive. What I had written on that shipping was on top of that, but I could be wrong. It- it could be my notes. Um, just say it's twenty-five a box. Okay, just something to check. Yeah, for those who might order. Now, this is one that has the uh, pin, which in this case looks to be um, Deadshot from Suicide Squad. He was in Arrow. Yes. Yes, I liked him in Arrow when they gave him backstory. Yeah, he was um, the white guy in Arrow, and he's going to be played by Will Smith in the movie. Subtle difference. Hey, if Will Smith does a good job. No, I agree. It just seems like an odd choice for Will Smith, given he's going to be part of an ensemble versus lead actor in other movies he could have done. I see that, but the character really grew on me in Arrow. It's a great character. Um, It's just my point is Harley Quinn, Joker, Killer Croc, uh, Katana. There's a ton of other characters in the movie, Mm -hmm. so he's only going to have so much time. Agreed. The patch is Suicide Squad. It is uh, Katana is the feature character. I like that. And I like the uh, symbols down the left side. Now, what's interesting is on the patch, they've got kind of her face mask. Mm. And this is very much the the new style of the character versus the classic version from the uh, Batman and the Outsiders run when she was introduced. Well, and again, it kind of reminds me of what we saw on Arrow. Yes, absolutely. The white mask with the, uh, the, the red circle for the kind of the Japanese flag. Yeah. 
Uh, the flat items are on top. Yes. And it looks like the theme this month is Women of DC. Oh. And the uh, card that's got it, which is oversized, uh, almost about the size of a backing board. Yeah. It's got uh, Harley Quinn, um, Wonder Woman, and Batgirl. What's interesting is, I'm not positive, but the uh, Wonder Woman and Batgirl look like uh, Jose, Lu- Jose Luis Garcia Lopez art. It was kind of the, the house art, not art style, but they used it for the style guide. And it was kind of uh, the the iconic reference in promotional art from like the 80s. Mm-hmm. It's great stuff. He's got an awesome style. He's one of the few artists I would put on par or above George Perez. Mm. So we've got a Suicide Squad number one uh, Legion of Collectors um, cover or variant or whatever. I'm curious. A Funko Popped cover? Yes. It's got Harley in a, a Funko Pop style. What I was uh, wondering, and I'm going to open it up. I hate how they polybag these things. I get why, but yeah, getting the comic out. It's got the new DC logo and such, but the new Suicide Squad series hasn't come out yet. Mm. And I, I'm I'm curious what issue, what comic is behind this? Oh, that's interesting. It's the uh, John Ostrander, uh, Luke McDonald Suicide Squad from uh, May seven, uh, May eighty seven. I like that they put the original cover inside on the front. Mm-hmm. So this was the issue that really launched this version of the Suicide Squad, where they would mm-hmm. take villains and kind of do a dirty dozen sort of thing with them. So it makes sense to use that, but there have been at least two or three Suicide Squad number ones since then. So they had plenty to choose from. So the shirt this time is unsurprisingly Suicide Squad. It's a uh, bluish shirt with a uh, Funko Pop version of the characters that kind of almost, I don't say blends into the shirt color, but you know what I mean. It, it's, it's a not, very subtle design. It's not a high contrast design. Yeah. It's it's not a bad one. It's got them all kind of marching forward, I guess. Yeah. Okay, the uh, Pop vinyl is, uh, unsurprisingly, a Suicide Squad character. It's number 110. It is Enchantress. Uh, it's an exclusive for the box, and she looks almost like a, a Egyptian zombie kind of a thing mm-hmm. and what's funny is the character of the enchantress is in i think the the comic i'm flipping through if it's the character i think it is okay so we've got june moon here in the comic i'm showing my sister uh, kind of the housewife looking and she gets bored being a housewife essentially i'm trying to think if she shows up as no she doesn't uh doesn't become enchantress in or isn't shown as Enchantress in this issue. The Funko Pop is a spoiler for the comic book, folks. You no, know, my point is, it's a very different looking mm. uh, version of the character than that. Interesting. She basically looked more like something out of Once Upon a Time than uh, Walking Dead. I, I, very good descriptions. You know, the witch hat, the, yeah, the, yeah. The, the, the green blouse or whatever versus a yeah, Egyptian a looking thing. So, An Egyptian bikini. Yeah. It's just interesting how how drastically some of these characters can change. Now, granted, uh, 1987 was a couple of years after Crisis on Infinite Earths. Since then, about five years ago, they had a couple of of continuity tweaks with Zero Hour and a few things, Infinite Crisis, uh, Final Crisis, and stuff like that. Then a few years ago, they did uh, the New 52, which kind of reset their timeline. We've just had Rebirth, which eh, didn't really reset their timeline, but is a turning point. And giving them a, a you know an excuse for new number ones. Mm-hmm. 
All right, we've got a few more things left. Joker? What is that? Yeah, we've got a uh, Suicide Squad uh, fully posable action figure that's all of three and three quarter inches tall. And by fully posable, the legs and the arms move, I think. And it's the uh, obviously the version, um, the uh, Jarrett Leto one from uh, Suicide Squad. I don't think Joker and Suicide Squad. Uh, nor should you, because he's never really been a member. Okay. But in the last incarnation or two, uh, Harley Quinn's been a regular. And by extension, you get the Joker. Oh, okay. That makes sense Boyfriend-girlfriend-ish okay. abusive relationship. <laughs> and speaking of abusive relationships, the other character we get uh, an action figure of, same lineup uh, from Suicide Squad, is Harley Quinn, complete with her bat. Mm. So that's that's actually a nice pair. Well, and going back to, you know, we often comment, would these uh, things out of the box be good uh, desk knickknacks? This mm-hmm. is a good size for someone to put on their desk. Well, and frankly, out of all of the action figures that are likely to be in this, because uh, I'm assuming these are the sorts of things we would see at like a Target, a Walmart, or Toy Store kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. These would be the two that I would think would fly off the shelves first. Mm. They're well done. Most of the other characters, nobody would really care that yeah. that much about. Yeah, I can see wanting more articulation and stuff, but I think they have a good look to them for what they are. No, they're really good quality. Uh, these are about the same size as the reaction figures, but those just look um, low res compared to this. Yeah. These have a nice uh, uh, likeness to them, nice detailing. Um, nice colors. Yeah. But they're also by Funko, so go yeah, figure. Yeah. So the back of that Women of DC Legion of Collectors card is the uh, kind of what I like to call the answer key. And it's also got here are the other th- designs we looked at for the T-shirt. Here's the original cover, the, the revamped cover for the comic, uh, the design sketches for the Funko Pop. And um, actually... So was it saying Women of DC was next month and Suicide Squad is this month? Did I misunderstand? Oh, I think you did. I misunderstood too, okay. yes. Okay. Well, it, was it had that face up, so I assume exactly. Yep, yeah, ships in September. Okay. Okay, that makes sense. That makes a lot more sense. Well, and before we started recording, you told me that you thought this would be a Suicide Squad box. So, but I like how they've got like the call out color callouts for the the uh, action figures and stuff. Um, be nice if it was in a legible size. My eyesight is failing. My old age. You realize they put it in microprint, so you'll feel like your eyesight is failing. This is nanoprint. This is even smaller. Uh, but yeah, I'm looking forward to the women of DC again. Harley, Wonder Woman, Batgirl. Um, there are some other ones they could definitely do. Um, See, when I think Batgirl, I still think the Adam West Batman show. That incarnation of Batgirl. You know, it's funny because there's that version. The version they have here is kind of the classic comic book version from the, the 70s and 80s and such. They've got... Um, Another version or two kind of iconically after that, including a very recent one of the last year or so. And the Burnside version, the, the more recent one I was just mentioning, has an action figure coming out. The I, I'm trying to remember if it's this one, but a, a two-pack with Oracle and Batgirl. Mm. But then there are – and I think there's one of the, the TV show because that purple outfit. I mean, there are certain iconic looks the character has. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Um, and again, I expect that to change a little over the years, uh, certainly over the decades. I mean, you look at this Wonder Woman outfit versus what they've had before, after, and since. I mean, even this is clearly kind of late 80s or beyond because it's the double W mm. versus the eagle, which yeah. is the, the more golden age kind of a look. But no pants, no skirt. Uh, I was noticing the no skirt. 
no uh, Xena look for the new version for the movie. Yeah, yeah. Again, good description. So I'm I'm accumulating, and I know I've mentioned this before, more Funko Pop figures than I have any need for. But, you know, hey, I, I like the stuff in the box, and they're usually pretty good figures. Yeah, I think they're doing a good job selecting which Funko Pops, because, I mean, obviously they have a lot they could be selecting from. And I think they make pretty good choices in the ones they put in the box. Um, I'll say the Funko uh, art or the Funko popization of characters on the t-shirt in the comics, that's growing on me. Yeah, I think so too. It's got kind of the chibi look with the oversized head and the small body. Um, so even if you're not into the Funko, it, it's a, a recognizable style. Mm-hmm. And it also is just kind of good branding for them. Yeah, yeah. And again, I'm, I'm liking the stuff we're getting. And it's one that, you know, would I want this every month? I don't know. I'm, I'm happy with it every other month, actually. Yeah. Yeah, alternating between the Marvel and DC is working for me. Um, we're getting, you know, decent shirts. Uh, again, I thought these were much better uh, uh, smaller action figures than we've gotten in a lot of other places. I would just like to see a little bit more in terms of, I don't say s- smaller knickknacks, but like a, a Legion flight ring, a flash ring, a I was going to say, I like the um, the writing pen where the top is the bat signal that mm. you can put on the wall. That was kind of cool. The other thing is, if you look at, at how we've got something that's, that's not cardstock for the answer key kind of a thing, but if they did something uh, essentially backing board size, mm. that was, hey, we're featuring a couple of characters. Imagine if we got like a who's who kind of a page for the various Suicide Squad characters this month. That'd be nice. And then next time, a couple of women of DC last month or whatever, mm-hmm. some uh, or a month or two back, uh, the the Batman Superman characters, something that we're building up almost this library of reference on their characters. Yeah. And for, in some cases, it would be fun to do. Here's the movie version. Here's the comic version. Here's the TV version. Very true. And that's the kind of thing that it would cost them uh, uh, literally a page or two of art and production. Mm-hmm. Per character or whatever. Well, I'm going with your backing board idea because I do like the way they double side mm-hmm. the answer key in the next month. But with the backing board idea, if you had one site that's pristine, one side pristine uh, white, so you could use it if you wanted to. I wouldn't do it literally as a backing board. I would do it about that size, which is exactly what yeah. this is because it, it would fit inside a comic box if you got a bunch of them. Well, if they did it single sided, it could be either a backing board or something you could put into a notebook. True, it, true. It leaves options open. But I would not want to use a double-sided. No, and I certainly wouldn't do that. And that's the downside. Uh, use it as a backing board. I'm just thinking it's something that would fit in their box automatically. Yeah. And it would allow for uh, low-cost, uh, high-reward, and the collectability of those. It's essentially do them as oversized trading cards is what I'm thinking. Yeah. You no, know, one side has the art, the other has the write-up, or what have you. Yeah. So... Um, and the inside of the box is Suicide Squad with the, um, the kind of the mug shots or whatever of all the different characters. Mm. So that's kind of cool. Anything else on this one? Or are we done with this box? I think we're done. Okay, the box in front of me now is from uh, Superhero Stuff. This is, which box is this? Star Trek Gold Edition. Otherwise known as $69 instead of... 49 I think, is the usual for silver. I think so. This box is huge. It is a little over 12 and a half by... 10 and a half, nearly 11. Yeah, by about six. So pretty pretty, uh, pretty sizable. Mm-hmm. 
We're recording this before Comic-Con, and I will admit, I'm slightly hoping there's something cool, knick-knacky, not just the shirt, that I can enjoy during Comic-Con. Ah, something worthy of taking to con. Yeah. Got it. But I don't expect everything to be worthy of taking to con. No. So the first thing we have is the uh, the invoice. It was indeed $69. With free shipping. True, true. I got a deal. And of course, these come with plenty of bubble wrap. Yes, they do. Oh, this is the one that usually has a, a a drinking vessel of some sort. Yes. Yeah. Which I'm about to get. It's a uh, command Star Trek glass. It's in yellow. That's what I was thinking. I have to sit here and think through my color codes of, yeah, engineering well, versus medical. It's it's original Trek. That's how come it's command. If it were next gen, not so much. That's true. Yeah, it is glass. I couldn't tell at first. We've got a Star Trek ice cube tray. Looks like it's got... Um, some uh, of the Enterprise original track, the logo, um, and the uh, the hand gesture for uh, Spock. Spock. It looks like two Enterprises, three insignias, and uh, three of the hands. You know, we could have some a pretty bizarre, you know, name your ice cubes party <laughs> with all the molds for ice cubes we've gotten. You don't even need a timer; they melt. <laughs> True, but I mean, you could put uh, the. Didn't we get a, a Death Star for Star Wars? Yes. Ice Cube Mold. Put it up against the Enterprise Ice Cube. Okay. And you took the uh, the Death Star one. We're going to try it, weren't you? I was. I haven't had a chance. <sighs> I know. And we've got a pair of men's crew socks that are uh, Spock, and it looks like the ears may flap out. I concur. We have a Star Trek bow tie, kind of a dark blue or black, maybe, with the... Uh, Yellow insignia kind of sprinkled across it like polka dots. I kind of like that. Yeah. So one shirt we've got, because I think we've got two, is a USS Enterprise NCC-1701 shirt. Looks nice. Navy blue with yellow print. Or charcoal, maybe. I can't tell. Yeah. But a very classic ship design and font and everything. Yeah, classic font and the the ship in, in profile. Yeah, I like that. And then the... Other one is a white shirt with a Igrock Spock, and the O is a heart. It's a Her Universe product. Mm. Interesting. I don't know that I've ever grokked anybody. We've got a two pins. One is a Starfleet Academy one. The other is a Picard doing a face palm. Yeah, that face palm is going crazy on the internet these days. Yeah, I just saw it in something else. Yeah, I like the Starfleet Academy one. A Star Trek The Trouble with Tribbles uh, refrigerator magnet, uh, written by David Gerald, uh, directed by uh, Joseph uh, Pevney. Again, classic episode. Mm-hmm. I never really thought of episode artwork, so I find that interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have an Espionage Cosmetic Aurora Borealis. I guess these are nails, not hammer and nails, but... Um, fingernail, gloss finish. We find your lack of nail art disturbing. So not something I would use. I think, though, because I picked a women's size shirt. Yeah, I'm wondering if that if they've actually got a gender bias in the uh, mm-hmm. in the boxes. Interesting. That never occurred to me in the past. We have a uh, Klingon logo sticker with the kind of the three prong triangular kind of you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. But an actual sticker, not one of the um, car window decals. Right. Then again, you know, you could just put that on your computer. Pledge your allegiance. We've got a Star Trek Next Generation number uh, 64 comic book. 
This has uh, two Geordie LaForges kind of facing off against each other, uh, parallel lines. This is by Friedman and Skelton. Uh, I've got this somewhere in my back issue uh, hmm. collection. Michael Jam Friedman used to come to San Diego Comic-Con most years. I don't think I've seen him in a while. Yeah, I'm not sure if he's he's coming uh, the last couple of years or not. Yeah. Um, I'm recalling back in the 90s. Which would be around the time this was done. Um, it's got the date right below the issue number. October 94. And it was a, a good run of the Star Trek comics by DC. I enjoyed all of them. Got a 15% off coupon of orders over $40. Uh, typically, these exclude other hero boxes. And then it's got uh, the sort of things you should have expected in the box. Cool shirt, sweet gear, socks, pins, keychain. Uh, this is over $70 of gear. Two shirts, uh, the glass, the the ice cubes, the socks. Um, the bow tie, the nails. The magnet, the pins. Yeah. Uh, I guess 70 bucks. It seems like a little bit of a stretch. Yeah. Um, we had an entire uh, thing of, of bubble wrap that was that was empty, so they had room. Mm. Um, but typically, we only get one shirt. Yes. So, and I like the I like the glass. Yeah. Um, that's one that uh, I could see getting a, a set of the different colors. Mm-hmm. So, again, good. Um, I tend to like what they do. I'm surprised we didn't get any kind of like keychain. Yeah. Uh, they tend to have some cool ones, and Star Trek just seems to lend itself to that. There are a couple of, I mean, you could do a Klingon logo one, the uh, Starfleet emblem, uh, yeah, bunch of stuff, little phaser. Anything else, or does that pretty much do it for this box? I think that does it. box in front of me now is uh, actually sitting on a table at a hotel room. We're at Comic-Con, so what more appropriate place to do a Comic-Con box? Now, granted, it's Wizard World and we're at San Diego, so two totally different companies. But the point remains, um, because we're at Comic-Con, I don't have a ruler to measure the thing. It's a standard size Comic-Con box. It's roughly a foot by roughly eight or nine inches by about three or four inches. If you're really curious, go listen to past episodes. I have a ruler. I do actual actual measurements. Um, it does have a zero-time dilemma on one side. And actually, both sides, it's just the sticker the UPS store puts on the other side kind of covers it. I don't recall the theme, and our notes are not here in the hotel. Yeah, I'm thinking something to do with zero-time dilemma. I don't know what that would be. Zero time. There was zero hour for uh, DC Comics. There's a lot of time travel sorts of things. But they tend to be a little looser with their theming on this box. Yeah. All right. So with that, I'm going to open it up. And the item on top is a black shirt with a... I haven't even taken it out and I could already see the the zombie skullish, you know, kind of horror filmish sort of design. Yeah. Looks like some comic book panels. Yeah. This is actually from the Goonies. And it's a almost like a comic book page. Uh, the top one is the Goonies ne- uh, Never Say Die. A couple of panels, uh, I guess, with the various Goonies and stuff below it. Um, I like the the concept of this. Yeah. I haven't watched the Goonies. Not I'm not saying it's a hardcore horror film either. Well, no. But it's just material I don't tend to to care for. Uh, just that sort of a thing. But it's a it's a good concept for the shirt. I really like the idea. Yeah. Next up, we've got the Stay Puffed Marshmallow Man, which makes a lot of sense with uh, Ghostbusters in theaters now. Very true. It's uh, four or five inches tall or whatever. The, kind of a plush toy. The hook on it makes me wonder if you could hang it from a rear view mirror. 
It's got a uh, uh, maybe, but it would be tricky. Yeah. Because it's it looks like a solid hook, but you press it and it kind of goes in or whatever. So interesting. Try me. The belly says, "Try me." I tried it. <laughs> okay, I just was reading, proving my literacy. Do we think it plays the same thing every time or moves a little further down the song? Give it a try. I was going to say, there's one way to find out. <laughs> was it the same part or a different part? I'm half asleep. Sorry, it's Comic-Con. Yeah, we. Uh, it's Wednesday before Comic-Con, so we took the opportunity to uh, to sleep. Knowing we won't get much later, we've got a Titans vinyl figure of uh, Power of, no, of Ghostbusters. Sorry, I am really asleep. That could be Zool, Teradog, Keymaster, Gozer, Stay Puffed, Vankman, Slimer, Stay Puffed. So they're going with classic Ghostbusters, not the new movie. Yes, and it it's interesting because it gives the percentages. Mm. Um, Vankman and one of the Stay Puffs are a one in forty. The rest are all one in twenty. Interesting. Um, oh, oh, wait, there's more. It could be Spangler, it could be Slimer, Stans, Zedmore, another Vankman, which is a, some of these are 2 and 20. Uh, Janine, the Ecto-1, which is uh, 2 and 20. The car? The car. The car. Go ahead and open this one up, see which yeah. one we got. Yeah. Here at Comic-Con, uh, Lyft is running cars that look like the Ecto-1. I'm curious if we'll see one on the street. So we open the box and we get a bag, because that reveals... Nothing. He's cute. It's actually poseable, even with the gun. It's one of it is um, Spangler. So Spangler. Well, to answer the question of the previous toy of who you gonna call, the answer is Spangler. He's got Lego-like hands that can actually hold the um the the yeah the Ghostbuster gun. beamy thing. He's cute. I'm impressed by this. This one's well done. It's not to scale with the Stay Puffed. Different toys. Didn't expect it to be. Yeah. And again, you know, cute little thing for people to put on their desk. Yeah. it It's like a caricature of him. Yeah. All right. Next up, we've got an ice tray for the Joker and Harley Quinn. So we've got uh, three faces of the Joker, three of Harley Quinn, and one that goes ha-ha, one that goes ha, one that goes ha. Now, do those ha's actually have different pronunciation, or were you just needing them? They do. They're spelled differently. Ah, they do. Okay, I was curious. I need to be educated at times. All right. Now, we've got a comic in here, and it looks to be Batman's Detective Comics uh, 474, Deadshot's Revenge. This, I don't think, is what introduced Deadshot, because I think he was introduced way back. But it may be the first time he had the mask with the, the, the eye single eye thing or whatever that is his current look. And a good quality story? Um, is this a good one to prep people for the movie coming up? Hard to tell because I don't know how close their take is to this, but it's Englehart and Rogers in Austin, so it's a good creative team. Okay. It's a classic creative team. Comic-Con box exclusive, of course. I'm trying to think if I've read this. If so, it would have been back in the day. My collection of Detective probably may... May start a few years after this. So I'm trying to think how far back this goes. This may be mid seventies. Doesn't say on the cover. No, no. Need well, to look it's, inside. It's yes. Um, it's even got the uh, the new DC logo. Ah, well, and that's one of the downsides, I guess, to the reprints with the new variant cover. Yeah, I hadn't thought of that. For the record, they bagged it way too tight. December 1977. 
Okay. So that was before you were buying comics. But not by much. It was certainly before I was buying Batman on a regular basis. Um, but yeah, it was... Uh, yeah. But at this point, I was getting a sporadic comic or two. Frankly, the art is... Marshall Rogers art. I was expecting a little better. But Terry Austin... Uh, I think we've got Hugo Strange in here. Oh, that's interesting. They've got... Uh, Some other covers? After the story, they've got a cover to uh, Batman uh, Detective Comics, actually, uh, 518, which has Deadshot on the cover. Uh, Batman 369, which has uh, Deadshot as back. These, I'm pretty sure I was getting off the rack. I'm certain they were. The 60 cents and uh, 75 cents. Suicide Squad 6, that had a good Deadshot on the cover, aiming at uh, Enchantress. Uh, Deadshot number 1 from 88. Um... Batman Adventures that has him, uh, another Deadshot number one, uh, and then Suicide Squad Most Wanted uh, number one of Deadshot Katana. So giving you some ideas, if you like this character, where else can you find him? I thought that was a, that's a really good idea. That is, yeah. And the art uh, print or whatever is the variant cover. Uh. It's just a virgin version without the the logos and stuff. Well, in the past when they've done this, it's been a little... uh, Slightly different shape. This is wider, so... Catches a little more to one side? I think so. It's just bigger. Interesting. Bigger and cropped a little differently. I don't think we're really seeing... We're not seeing anything we would have known on the cover. Okay. And then finally... No, flip. Box 15 theme is crew. So we've got Deadshot's first appearance. Um, it's a Detective Comics, Deadshot first appearance, Suicide Squad. Maybe it's the first time. He wasn't even in the Suicide Squad at that point. They hadn't done that take. I thought for sure he was a character that... that Maybe they're saying this is to prep you for Suicide Squad. Not literally in Suicide Squad. Okay. That's my interpretation, and they're limited to a 5 by 7 postcard. But they're still saying it's the first appearance of Deadshot, and I thought he had been established way earlier. Oh, I get you. I could be wrong on that. No, no, that's a Wikipedia question. Yeah, because I thought when we see him... Let me flip through this real quick. Um... You know what? It may be that the first time we see Floyd Lawton as Deadshot, but I think before he got into the costume, he had already been established um, as, you know, they've got a flashback sequence. So I don't know if that's just they're retroactively adding that sequence or if he was actually in a previous Mm. uh, thing as more of a, a tuxedo top hat kind of look. Interesting. I was thinking he was. That's what I was thinking. Okay. So I don't know if he actually had a previous appearance to this off the top of my head or not. Okay. But that's what Wikipedia and Comic Book DB are for. Uh, Titan Ghostbuster minifigure. Of course, we got uh, Spangler there. We've got the Ghostbuster talking plush keychain. It's a keychain. That is... See, that it's was my... huge keychain. I was going to say that was my other guess, but it was so big. I think... I mean, for the people who do the uh, fuzzy dice thing, I think he's way cuter for a fuzzy dice on, from the rearview mirror. It's certainly not a guy's keychain. You're not fitting that in your pocket. No. But it's a four-year-old's keychain. True. True. I mean, not that they have keys, but they like keychains. Um, It looks like there's a happy and sad or happy and angry version of the keychain. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, I thought you'd like that. I do. So which did we technically get? We got the happy. We got. Oh, good. Yeah, be sure. It's the eyes that are different. We got the happy, not the evil. Okay, because that could set the tone for our week. It's happy. Good. Um, We got the Harley Quinn Joker ice cube tray and the Goonies t-shirt. Theme for next time is conflict. Which is why I made you flip the postcard over. Conflict, as in, as in who? What kind of... 
if I had to guess, um, Batman the Killing Joke. I'm seeing playing card faces or suits. Oh, okay. But that's a guess. I don't know. Interesting. So that's what was in this box. Um, these, again, tend to have a little looser theme. Uh, crew, to me, meant more Suicide Squad than Ghostbusters, but yes. they are a crew, I guess. But I'm surprisingly happy with what they chose to put in there. Yeah, given... actually, I think this had a higher hit rate. I like the Stay Puft. I like the, the Spangler. Uh, yeah. The comic is cool. I'm starting to like the ice trays, not that we're using them, but our hotel room has a freezer, so we could make some ice. Yes. Yes, we could. Don't know that we need to, but we might anyways. <laughs> if anyone's wondering, there's a limit to how much he indulges his sister. Anything else on this box? We good. I think we're good. Okay, the box in front of me now is the Star Wars Smuggler's Bounty box. The theme on this one, you said, was... Jabba's Palace. That would make sense as to having a Jabba the Hutt on the top of the box. Uh, this is a $25 box with how much is shipping? Six ninety five. So pretty standard for the Funko ones. Very true. And uh, every other month. Every other month. Uh, it seems to alternate pretty well with the... One of the Marvel... Uh, not uh, Marvel, DC? Firefly. Oh, f- uh, yeah, Firefly. This would be a, a July, Firefly would come in August. Likewise, Marvel and DC tend to flip-flop. That's what it is. Um, this is a big box. It is almost 12 inches by almost 9 inches by a little over, I'm going to say almost 7.5 inches. Given it's Smuggler's Bounty, I like that. It's bountiful. You're not even going to comment on the nice, new, bigger, easier-to-read ruler I've got. Okay, I'll give you credit for that, too. It's like with the the bigger the box, the bigger the ruler needs to be. Um, and again, this tends to be pretty big because we get at least one Funko, and those are, are sizable. You know, it was funny. I was doing some maintenance on the website recently, and I do have a webpage uh, for the Funko Pops. It's got the Joker and Leonidas, I think, are the only two I've got. We got work on that. I haven't updated it in forever. Yeah. It's it's on the to-do list. There's just a lot to do, like catching up on the reading and a bunch of stuff. The problem is that the to-do list is really long. It always feels like the to-done list is very short. But I'm pretty, pretty liberal with the to-put-off list as well. <laughs> All right, so let's open this up. Now, we've got the uh, pin... Which um, has, I think, one of the guards or uh, whatnot from Jabba's place and some unreadable gobbledygook. Mm. I need to brush up on my uh, alien dialects. You see, my thinking on alien dialects and alien races in Star Wars is most of it comes from the books, the comics, or secondary material, not from canon. Because I don't know that Greedo ever tells us what race he is. Mm. You know, yeah. Zebula or whatever, the, the pod racing guy. Do we know what race he is? Uh, if so, it's not from the movies, I think. Some, certainly. Yeah, certainly. yeah. No, in the movies, I always felt they focused, honestly, more on the visuals than the details of informing us about the species. But that's the difference between Star Wars being basically a movie property, for the most part, and Star Trek being a TV show, where they've actually got the time. They go to the planet, they name the planet, we talk about the people on the planet at length. yeah. Um, and nothing right or wrong about that. That's just mm. a, a difference. Yeah. So the patch uh, definitely says it's Jabba's palace. It's got some alien gobbledygook. It's got uh, what I think was what Leia was wearing in terms of the mask or whatever. And then I guess an inset uh, for uh, Tatooine. Mm. I haven't noticed on the other patches if they've done the insets. 
I need to go find all of my patches for this, the Marvel and the other stuff, and uh, go scan those in. Because those will scan pretty well, and I got the yeah. scanner back up and going. That'd be cool. Again, another thing on the uh, to-do later list. You know, add to your to-do later list. I want a font for my computer called Alien Gobbledygook. I'm pretty sure there are a couple. Just Google it. Okay. Maybe even that specific one. Yeah. This is one of the boxes where it's got the flip out top and then again the the tray for the pin, the badge that flips forward, making it uh booby trapped. Cumbersome to get in. But I I like the uh the delayed I was going to call it satisfaction, but that's not quite right. Gratification. But, yeah. The that sense Which isn't that different, I suppose. Well, yeah, but that that sense of Christmas morning is still yet to come. We're still hiding the secrets from you. This is still a wrapped mystery box until you open that final tray. I like that aspect. I think it also kind of protects the contents a little better, but it does make opening this on the TV tray sitting in front of me a little it does. a little more awkward. And I'm also noticing the side flaps that go down the sides of the box probably add just a fourth layer to the structural integrity of the box. I wonder if those boxes crush as often as one or two of the uh, ones that don't have the tray. I don't think we've seen these boxes had the problem. I think they are just sturdier cardboard and, again, more layers of it. Yeah. Just some nose. So, reaching in, we've got a plush uh, Boba Fett. I like him. Pretty sure it's Boba. It's possible it's Django. I think it's Boba. I'm pretty sure it's Boba. It's even got the little jetpack. It's very flat. He's cute. But yeah, I, I like. Um, He's got a cute little headset looking antenna. Yeah, it's a little bent towards the, the big helmety thing. But uh, it's nice. It's well done. Yeah, it is. And again, classic character. Just wondering if it said which company made it. It's a Smuggler's Bounty exclusive. Oh, interesting. Made in Vietnam. I can't find a company. That's all I could find. I'm going to guess Funko, or one of their subsidiaries or partners. Yeah, it does say Funko.com all over it. Yeah. So, yeah. Ready for the next item? Yes, please. All right, it's not going to be that item. (laughs) I've got to get another item out to get to that item. I thought that item would be easy, but it's trapped by this bigger item, and this bigger item is the collect the entire line of Star Wars Funko Pop housewares. Oh, wait, let's go to something that actually tells me. Is it a mug? It's a Jabba the Hutt Pop ceramic mug. Um, and it's... It looks more like a soup bowl from the side. Oh, he's sticking his tongue out at you. It's pretty good size. Definitely, I think, more soup bowl than, uh... I mean, that'd be a lot of coffee or hot co- uh, hot cocoa. Yeah, see, I, as a non-coffee drinker, my first thought always goes to how would that look on your desk full of pens, pencils, that kind of thing. That's... It's too big for that. It's too big and shallow. It is. That's, yeah. Um... The shallow is what was catching me on that. Yeah. But it's cool. It's. Uh, I'm sorry. I like the sticking its tongue out at you. I like the sticking its tongue out, but it doesn't have like the tail on the other side. I would have almost positioned it to where the head was opposite the handle and the handle was the tail. That's funny. Yeah. Uh, but it's still kind of cool. Now for the item I was trying to get earlier, but the brim of the baseball hat was trapped under the ceramic mug. Um, and this is a C-3PO uh, ball cap, black ball cap. Uh, kind of a yellow golden brim or uh, whatever you would yeah. call the flop thing. Uh, and it is programmed for etiquette. I like it. Um, and I think it's a Smuggler's Bounty exclusive. Yeah, it is. Um, one other thing in the back. I don't know if that's a restraining bolt on the back of the, but kind of cool. So, so far we've gotten a 3PO uh, styled thing, a, a Jabba and a, uh, a, a Boba, Boba Fett. 
I'm just noticing that the patch on the front is um, like an extra third dimension, the way it's kind of puffed out. It pops out, out a little. Yeah. It's not... not... Not deeply, but just enough to give it a little extra character. Oh, well, it's embroidered, so it sticks out a little that way. This looks like a patch that was sewn on over... Yes, yes. ...what else is embroidered on. So it has that little feel of a lip and extra third dimension. Okay. So continuing with the theme of uh, Jabba's stuff... We've got an R2-D2 pop vinyl, and it is Jabba's skiff version, which has the uh, tray of drinks on top of it. Is that what's going on? I was like, is that cleaning equipment? What am I seeing? Um, I don't know if it's got the hidden lightsaber uh, in there to pop out and stuff. That would be awesome. Um, But it's got, again, all the drinks and stuff. Has everything been Smuggler's Bounty exclusive? Not the mug. I am not sure. I think most of it. Yeah, and the mug doesn't say exclusive, though it is a pop product. Now, the hat is the first Star Wars pop top ever made. I guess pop top is what they're calling their hats. And then we've got again the uh, Jeng or the Boba, the uh, Java, and they've got on the uh, the answer key, which was at the top. Kind of here's some of the design sketches, the sculpt, and all that. I like that. Aspect. Uh, I, I think that's a cool thing to kind of give the insights as to how everything was done. Mm-hmm. Uh, is again, it's not deep. It's just a couple of callouts or whatever, but it, it gives a little behind the scenes stuff. Um, next time, the theme is going to be Death Star uh, Orbital Bat uh, Battle Station DS One. So I guess it's the first Death Star, not to be confused with the second or eighteenth or fifty eighth. Pretty much. Obviously, we're going to have a uh, Darth Vader theming to it as well, and then they've got at the bottom kind of what was in the previous boxes. So this uh, this is like an oversized, uh, kind of a double-sized uh, postcard or whatever. Almost the size of like a backing board for a comic. And again, one side has kind of the answer key, if you will, for what's in this box. The other side both promotes the next box and the stuff at the bottom, kind of a, hey, here's what you've missed if you're just getting into this. I think, so marketing-wise, I think this is very effective. I think that's brilliant. And I'm also thinking that that might be worth scanning and tossing up for people who... I've been listening and thinking we do a poor job of describing the awesomeness of these items. That's a fair point. Um, we've talked about in the coming weeks kind of reorganizing and collapsing mm-hmm. some of the boxes and stuff because it's taking up a lot of space in the uh, comic book room. And at that point, pulling these things out to stack up to scan makes sense. Yeah. So. Okay. I know you want to be done with this, but I am going to say this. We got a R2-D2 uh, USB keyboard vacuum type yeah. model. And I just think that this little drink server R2-D2 is the perfect desk sitting, I was going to say desktop, but companion oh. to the little USB vacuum model of the R2-D2. That one I think is cool. It just uh, It's a nice twist on the R2. It is. I really like this guy. I think if you're into Star Wars, the box is a no-brainer. If, if you're a hardcore Star Wars fan and you're not getting this... Um, I'm confused. You're passing up, again, f- fun Funko Pop figures of the different characters the 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 mugs and stuff you get the hat i mean it's it was three exclusives i mean it it comes down to do you need the fun code you need the ceramic mug or whatnot i could see people saying i don't need just more stuff i I get the theming is dead on the theming is dead on i know lots of people who like to rotate out the doodads on their desk as something to look at while they work and be amused by and you got two cool ones here 
Well, but what I like is by doing it as, as Jabba's palace and stuff, this is a particular segment of one film, and they themed it very tightly around that. Yeah. I also think that the baseball cap, in addition to being just totally awesome, if you've got a kid in your life, mm-hmm. that's kind of a cool hand it to the kid. Because when I think programmed for <laughs> etiquette, I think young child. Exactly. Thank you. All right. Anything else on this box? You finally, after all these decades, get my sense of humor. Not even close. You're done with this box. Okay, the package in front of me now is from Arctify. This is basically a bright, shiny, reflective silver pouch of a t-shirt, so not really worth measuring. But, you know, I've got this handy ruler. I'm going to measure it anyways. It is uh, um, about... Almost 11 inches by 8 inches by the thickness of a t-shirt. A little over that, I guess. And the reflective quality on this, I think you could signal airplanes with this. Uh, Mine, of course, has both the uh, shipping sticker on the one side and the large sticker on the other side. The UPS store puts in it to make sure it gets into the right box, which I think makes sense. Otherwise, they'd get blinded the minute it reflects light. I think it's meant to look like one of those astronaut meals. I think we've mentioned that in the past. Just, you know. The fact that it's resealable, I think, is ever so handy in case you can't digest the shirt in one sitting. Possibly themed Deadpool costs under $13, including shipping. Uh, this is a uh, uh, authentic Marvel shirt. Um, it is a gray shirt with uh, a nice image of Deadpool, kind of uh, like he's jumping down from uh, the upper right down to the left, both guns kind of facing forward and stuff. And apparently on the back, it's got a uh, Deadpool dead zombie head holding a sword, which I think is uh, his alternate version from another reality that is a zombie. The dead Deadpool. I don't know if that's his actual name. But just the front of the shirt, I really like. It's... it's um, No, it's a great action shot. I'm not sure if this is taken from a comic book. I would be amazed if it was not. Uh, it could even be a, a cover or just a... It's a splash page kind of an image. It's It's really striking... And they did a good job kind of capturing it into here. There is an aspect of his um, scabbard for his sword and whoops, and his, um, I guess this would be his left elbow fading out a little bit. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's just from the art or uh, from the way it was printed or something. But again, nice dynamic red. It looks straight out of a comic book. Yeah, it's like they caught him mid-leap, weapons blazing. I, I like it. They do really good job. It's a nice kind of a lightweight shirt, uh, t-shirt. Lightweight, but not thin. Yes. One of the things I noticed on the trip to Comic-Con is I was wearing a lot of these sorts of shirts, and there were a couple like this that, that breathed well. There were a couple that did not, and I just got I got really hot in them. So this, uh, this is a definite winner. Again, this is like a $12 a month kind of a thing, all said and done with shipping thereabouts. Yeah. yeah. It's a heck of a deal. Uh, it's top quality shirts, good designs. Well, and they seem to be available first through Archetify. We've yes. seen them show up elsewhere later, but kind of a you're getting first dibs. And I think the next theme is Punisher. I could be wrong. Interesting. So there's, again, a lot of different ways they could go with these sorts of things. Mm-hmm. You know, with Punisher or Deadpool, you could just go with the logo. You could do a good action mm-hmm. shot like they did here. Um, and they, they seem to be varying it up. But so far, we've gotten this one, um, the Cap one. I'm trying the the Black Panther was the other one. Yeah. And so far, all of them I've really liked. I thought they've been excellent designs, very comfortable. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so this one is low cost, high reward, so it's staying on the the to get list. I agree. At some point, I'll see if I can uh, find a way to get a nice photo of these things, or just you know hang them up against a white wall, kind of a deal. Uh, no rush on that. It's on the to do list, uh, like everything. Um, but these are, uh, and you may be able to go to their website and, and find the stuff there. Uh, if they're smart, they'd have the past designs up yeah, and showcase them because again, I think they're quality stuff. I agree. Anything else? Moving on. Okay. The box in front of me now is, uh, is huge. Yes, it is. It is a Marvel collector core box, but it's not a regular monthly box. It is their year one box that we were able to get because we've been subscribing for a year. A little longer. We already got the Captain America uh, uh, Oscar award. This thing, when I say it's large, it's like 15 inches by nine and a half or so by uh, about seven and a half. But that that 15 inches, that's, that's sizable. Yeah. But I'm glad it's sizable because... Their regular box is what twenty five dollars thereabouts twenty five plus shipping. I think it's twenty five plus shipping. This was one hundred and twenty five plus shipping. Mm. So while I'm happy with their monthly box, this happiness or not happiness with this will uh, determine if if a year two box is in in the uh, the cards or not. So you expect to be five times happier with the contents, but equally happy with the shipping. I expect to be jumping for joy. I'm, I mean, let's be realistic. I'm not going to be doing that. The increased price gives it an increased hurdle to get over. It's expensive. Do you expect five times as many items or one item that is, oh, wow, I can't believe they put this in here? I expect something they couldn't do in a monthly box. Okay. In a monthly box, we typically get a Funko, I think a shirt, a comic, maybe one or two other items. Only four or five items. Yes. So I'm expecting more than four or five items, and I'm expecting them to be, wow, that's impressive. So if- I was going to joke gold-plated, but you know, not, not so quite, much gold-plated, but, but yeah. you know, a Hulkbuster uh, Funko, mm-hmm. a Galactus Funko, a okay. Ego the Living Planet Funko, something mm-hmm. huge, something- I'm thinking t-shirt not required, but nice. I'm thinking t-shirts required for 150 Okay, 125. 125, sorry, 125. Still, over 100. Yes, Well, over 100. I'm I'm just trying to understand what you want. I am expecting to be impressed. Okay. Because my wallet most certainly was. (laughs) Think about it. This is uh, a sizable chunk of change, even compared to what I spend on comic books. No, I agree. And there are some people who, depending how much they budget for subscription boxes... They just blew their year two Marvel budget well, on this the year is, one box. I think we've got a fairly large budget for subscription boxes since we're doing it for the show. Yeah. This is the equivalent of at least a month. Yeah. So, of all of our boxes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, I'm expecting, you know, uh, uh, payoff in return. Yeah. I was going to joke, how many items do you expect it to contain for your sister? But I'll, none. I'll let that None at all. At this price, <laughs> None. <laughs> Okay, they did the Christmas morning booby trap. Now, we get a pin that is at least twice as big because it's got two pin thingies in the back. And it's a year one Marvel collector core for, uh, I think it says 2015 there at the bottom. It does. It's Um, funny because it looks somewhat metallic, but it feels less metallic. Well, it's... It's it's the way it's painted, but it's sizable. It's 
about two and a quarter inches wide by about two inches tall compared to say that Star Wars one we got, which is a little over an inch tall and a l- about an inch wide. Yeah. So it, it almost seems like police badge type size. I mean, just portrait versus landscape. No, I was going to say when you walk into uh, most stores and they have the name tag of, hi, my name is, how can I help you? That's about what size they went for. Yeah. I guess this is the sort of size that if they did pins of, uh, I, I've got a road backing up to the, uh, that the house backs up to, and we just experienced the oddest sound of something sort of traveling past, but not entirely. I'm not sure what that was. Time traveler. So this is the sort of size I would expect them to do if they took a comic book logo, Avengers or, mm. or Civil War, and did it as a pin, which in and of itself would be a cool idea. It would be an excellent idea. Because, I mean, that would be fun to put on your backpack or something like that. If, here are the titles I read. Of course, I'd need a really big backpack. Yes, you would. Now, as someone who rarely carries a backpack these days, etc., there is a part of me that wonders uh, if you took the protectors off the back of this could you use this on do people still use cork boards Abs- absolutely you could do that you know because that might be kind of a fun way to hold up on the corner of your cork board something that you need to have up just for a long term this has to stay here so just my thought of course in this paperless society who uses a cork board i know now hand me that again because i want to compare it to the design for the patch which is um, similar size. Uh, it's it's the same height, but it's even wider. It is about three and a half inches wide. And whereas the pin has year one Marvel Collector Core, this has year... Well, it's it's got the same text. It's the year one is much bigger on the patch than the pin. Marvel's much bigger on the pin than the patch. Well, and on the Way patch, bigger on the patch. Marvel is moved down by Collector Core. Yeah. And the 2015 is legible on the patch. Well, and the patch has, to me, more of a, um, I kind of want to say a, you were on this high school's baseball team this year. You know what I mean? Yes, yes. It's got the uh, sports banner sort of year thing. Sport school year. Yeah. Going on for me. And don't get me wrong, I like it. It's just interesting how different the designs are between the two. It is. Um, and again, this goes back to, I really should be scanning all of these patches yeah. and pins because they're cool looking. There. And Some... these are way more impressive patches and pins than uh, we typically get on a monthly one. Yes. But not that different in size for the patch from the one that came in Star Wars this month. No, but the patches tend to be the standard round patch size. Oh, definitely. And this this, this actually this stands is more out. the, uh, the uh, shoulder patch. It is. Versus... I would, uh, having been a Boy, Boy Scout, uh, equate this to more the the mm-hmm. pocket kind of, yeah, you know, circular patch or, or the one that would go below the the shoulder patch kind of thing. Yeah, no, I'll agree with that wholeheartedly. All right, so it's really big. We've got the the uh, the the tray thing that I've got to get out of the way, and this is really where we got to find out is it worth the hundred and twenty five dollars because that's just a chunk of change. It's the Christmas morning moment. Now the inside of the box uh, top is all the year one, uh, very similar to the patch. Except, oddly enough, it doesn't have the year, so they could reuse this box next year. I'm not giving this one back. Don't get me wrong. No. Now, see, I'm at a distance. I can't see over the lip and edge. So That's it's, why I do it this way. It's still a mystery to me. Now, I'm going to take this and put it off to the side. That's the answer key. All right. We're going to go 
With the gift for your sister first. Just kidding. Sure. <laughs> this is Hobgoblin. It's exclusive to the Marvel Collector Core. It is not the Green Goblin. It's one of his knockoff uh, uh, crony uh, uh, associated villains. I love his smile. Um, this is uh, actually pretty well done. It's um, It would be fun to get Hobgoblin, Green Goblin, and there are a few other goblin-y types if they did them all. Yeah, that, that expression is clearly a I'm about to get into trouble expression. You know, it doesn't seem like it's that different from either. It's a cross between Loki and Conan O'Brien, I think. <laughs> Next up, we've got a Dorbs, and this is Ant-Man. It, too, is an exclusive to the Collector Core. I don't know that I like the Dorbs as much as I like the Pop Vinyl. They're a little bit smaller, but um, this one's really nice. It's got a, a good version of Ant-Man uh, with the helmet and all that stuff. See, the Dorbs are very rounded, and they remind me of the Little People toys that we have when yeah. I was kids. And for the nostalgia factor, I kind of like the Dorbs. I think the Pops tend to get kind of the, the better features and look say, more, more detailed, like the characters. Particularly in the body. Yeah. I'll be honest. I would be happy if they did a line that was highly detailed, say, four-inch figures. Mm-hmm. You know, or even if they went kind of the Eagle Moss route, which are the smaller, non-posable statue type things. Mm -hmm. But something where you could really build up an army of these things and have room to display them. Now, next up is uh, the other Dorbs. This is 178. The other one was... twisted. Number? Yes, it does. 179. So I read these out of order or got these out of order. I'm sorry. This is uh, She-Hulk. Again, squinty-eyed, etc. Not a big fan of that part of it. But see, at this point, traditional, you know, purple costume. At this point, everybody is really glad you're the one who pulls things out because when you were looking to me for the number off of the one you'd already opened, Ant Man, all I was seeing was the ages three and up. I didn't think that was the number you were looking for. Well, they have numbers for which figures they are, yes, just like yes. the Hobgoblins 165 of the Funko Pop stuff. I just, the way the Dorbs blends more into the packaging, I yeah. wasn't seeing it. Does She-Hulk wear a swimsuit? That is her uh, classic purple outfit. Um, she has a few different ones she's worn over the years. Uh, the other most notable one is the blue sort of one that had the big number four when she was part of the Fantastic Four. Mm. Uh, but that's kind of her classic you know, variant of, of essentially a purple swimsuit. Okay. It's thematic to go with the purple pants for the Hulk. Got it. Purple green kind of goes as a good combination. Had that been the actual Green Goblin, you'd have seen that on there too, versus the Hobgoblin, which is not the actual Green Goblin. Um, this is a Guardians of the Galaxy. I am Groot. Uh, I'm going to say it's a Funko Pop Top. That's what I was thinking. Um, and in the back, it's got the actual Guardians uh, mm. kind of logo. Another exclusive, yeah. Another exclusive, I believe. I like the hat. And again, it's like they've put a patch on top of a patch on top of the hat. Which I just think gives it that yeah, little extra. Yeah, because kind of pops out further than the rest of the patch. Which yeah, yeah I, I agree with that. Kind of like that extra layer of dimension. All right, this next one is the big item that wouldn't fit otherwise, and it is a Captain America Hikira Japanese vinyl figure. It is Funko Premium quality. It is large. The box for this is about ten inches by almost six inches. By about five inches. It is... Making your ruler hard to put away. Well, I got a ruler that is... Um, 18 inches. 18 inches, which is handy since we got a 15-inch box. Mm -hmm. 
So I'm glad I got a bigger ruler. Uh, other ones wouldn't have been able to handle it. But it's a little hard to just kind of get out of the way quickly as I'm recording this. <laughs> it is unwieldy. So this is... Gold. Gold going towards like a translucent? It is. But I'm sitting here thinking, wow, I thought I was kidding about gold-bladed. Well, what gets me is what would have been, I guess, the blue part of the costume is very much a gold. Uh, the gloves, the boots are more of a silvery kind of a thing. The shield is kind of a, a gold in white, but a different kind of a gold than the, the outfit. It's mm -hmm. not got the chromatic consistency I would have expected. Yeah. And honestly, I think I'd have been happier if you'd been in the correct colors. There's, well, and I mean, it goes back to the first time you see a Funko Pop, your first thought is, wow, the head's out of proportion to the body, and it's not what I'm used to seeing, and I'm having that same reaction to this. This is definitely the chibi style, where the head is, is disproportionately large yeah. by about four times. Yeah, so I'm just having to sit here and kind of adjust to, okay, this isn't what I normally look at and think of as Captain America. Not to say I don't like it, just the I'm adjusting. To me, the, the physical proportion dimensions aren't the big deal. It's if you look at the colors of the shield, the helmet, the gloves... And if you look at the back of the box, you get a better sense of kind of what the regular color scheme is, although it's just sort of outlined there. And had this been classic Captain America colors, this would be a fun thing to kind of put on the desk as huge as it is at work, just kind of for the, the patriotism sort of a thing. Yeah, definitely. But with this, I, I see zero inclination to do that. Well, and I see now that it's closer what you mean about the translucent gold effect he does not look like captain america to me in this color scheme yeah he looks almost like a gold-plated one but again if you uh angle the thing around to where you can get the light on it a little better um what i was noticing is the color up here mm -hmm. on the top of him his mask versus the color of the shield versus mm -hmm. some of the other colors here it just feels like they're different shades they are definitely i see what you're saying you're definitely right and, I mean, the A is white, the star is white, a few things like that, but... Yeah. No, I get what you're saying. It, it, it almost feels like they stopped coloring halfway down. I'm also intrigued that they put a very reflective back to the box, so the box would capture the light. Yeah, and kind of show you the back of the figure versus doing an actual window box. Mm -hmm. That's not a bad compromise. Uh, with the Dorbs, we get the back window. Mm -hmm. With this, we get an actual image on the back. And I see the value of having that image, but I like being able to see more of the figure with that. So I think the reflective internal back is actually not a bad idea. Well, and the reflective internal back is also really highlighting that translucent effect for me. Yeah. Well, so. and it's showing he's got the star on the back. The problem is the way they've got this tag there, I can't really see the lower part of the torso. Mm -hmm. The tag flips out of the way if you uh, get the box to move just right. I was surprised how movable that tag was. The stripes on the lower part of the torso, though, aren't particularly noticeable, nor do they seem to be alternating colors. Yeah, I'd agree. So I would have been happy with a red, white, and blue version of this. This at least is of substantial size to be impressive, but it comes down to... Well, and it's not made for the American market, I'm assuming, based on the whole Japanese vinyl thing and the exclusive sticker on the front, kind of a, we want you to see what we're doing overseas. We want you to experience what we're doing overseas, is my feel from this. That's a, a fair point. It's got warning labels in like 16 different, at least a dozen different uh, languages on the bottom, but it's clearly a Funko made in China, Europe distribution, Australia, 
Japan, Greater China. This may be the only way to get it in the States. I don't know. Well, I'm seeing the sticker on the front that was saying exclusive Marvel. Yeah. I, I think this is what Funko is doing in like other countries and stuff, mm-hmm. like you said. And that's part of why it's intriguing me so much. I'm just spending so much time going, huh, I, I'm i trying to imagine walking into a store and this is what I see. It's not something I would have said, gee, I'd like to, to export that or import that from mm. Japan or somewhere. Now, the other thing we've got, um, actually, this is really cool. Um, this has the different Dorbs, Funko Pops, and things we've gotten in the different ones over oh, nice. the, the first year with the patches and the pins um, kind of all there. That's worth scanning. Absolutely. This is basically, hey, year one had all of this. It's kind of their, their year-end product shot, and it's it's well done. It's good photograph, um, well uh, well put together. And then on the flip side, it uh, goes into detail on all the different things that are in the box, the Hobgoblin, the, uh, the, the, the Dorbs, the... Uh, both the uh, She-Hulk and the Ant-Man, the pin, the patch, the hat, uh, the cap. I can't quite read the uh, stuff in the cap and if it has anything of particular interest. We're excited to commemorate the 75th anniversary of Captain America with this gold Captain America Hikari. This Hikari is the newest Marvel sculpt created by Funko. Then they have the concept, the sculpt, and they show it from various turn angles. Well, that's cool. Given we got a... a Captain America Oscar or whatever and stuff. It may, it feels yeah. a little redundant, but not. Yeah. This is one where at 25 bucks a shot, I think in your average month, we would have gotten a Funko, one of the Dorbs. And the hat. And maybe the hat. So this feels a little expensive, but not like a complete ripoff. How would you feel about the Japanese vinyl if instead of being the degrees of gold, it were the red, white, and blue. If it had been the red, to. white, and blue, that would have been a bigger thing. Or if it had been like the, the Hulkbuster armor in one of the previous boxes and stuff like that. Um, I think that would have helped a lot. Because that's that's easily the equivalent of, of two regular Funko Pops. Mm-hmm. You know, So at that point, we'd have gotten three plus the two Dorbs. That still would have felt closer, but a little shy of $125. I guess more like a $100 kind of a thing. Because that's, that's, at that point, more the equivalent of, like, three boxes than five. Yeah, because so we're th- talking one, two, three, four, five items. Yeah. So, I think they did okay. Yeah. I think year two is certainly on the table, but it's not a slam dunk. Either way. Yeah, yeah. And there was a risk that it's like, yeah, forget it. Yeah. But it, it's something that I'd have to, to seriously consider next time. Part of it is we're not Funko collectors. We're not toy collectors. So, a lot of it is just... Do I like the visual appeal of this? Yes. Do I have some... Wow. Because, I mean, I like Captain America a lot. I'll be honest. I'm frankly more impressed by the uh, the poster with the year in, in review kind of shot than the cap. Yeah. And I, to me, it's the color scheme of the cap. And I get what they're going for with the gold. I just don't share that feeling. Yeah. But if I were them uh, on their website... I would have a year one page. I would put this at the top of it with the here's the total year one, followed by the the six box image equivalents of this. Yeah, I agree. Um, because I think it's a good way for them to showcase what they've done. And I think by and large, they do a really good box. It's just this was expensive. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. But again, the patch, the, the pin, it had some cool things. Definitely. So anything else on this box? No, you're done. 
The show notes and form for this podcast can be found at www.comicbookpage.com under the podcast and forum sections of the website. Please email us at theguys at comicbookpage.com and let us know what you think of what was discussed in this episode. Thanks for listening.